Welcome back to Mortgage Genomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Giello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you are from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right, welcome back, everyone. Today's headliner topic, mortgage options for pensioners and retirees. But before we begin, here's what's on my mind this week. Here's an interesting nugget of information pertaining to the uh, the massive immigration flow inflow we are currently experiencing, um, really since 2021. 400,000 immigrants were accounted for in 2021 in Canada. But of those 400,000, 280,000 were already employed and living in Canada. Um, they simply upgraded their status from temporary resident to permanent resident. So we didn't really feel the impact of 400,000. Mind you, 400 minus 280, there should be an impact of, you know, we should have felt an impact of 120,000 immigrants, but still far less than 400,000. So in 2022, an additional 400,000 new Canadians um were counted, like the the government pledged they want to do this for the next four or five, who knows how many years. So in 2022, the the other batch, uh, 400,000 new Canadians were counted, but only 160,000 were already living and working here. So now a a more truer sense to the actual metric here, 400,000. Now 240,000, you can feel more people that have, have come into the communities across Canada. And this trend will continue for the next two to three years at least. So ultimately, until, you know, you'll get 400,000 genuine new people contributing to the population. But anyhow, just a sign of things to come. Um, if, if you think it's heated right now and you're feeling the impact now, yeah, just hang tight because it, it's going to get more pronounced and, and more impactful. So this will 100% result in additional demand for real estate in places like Vancouver, Vancouver, and and even Vancouver, right? So, I mean, this is, I'm joking, but obviously the the big, the major cities of Canada um, is where there's basically no filter. That That's where most of the, the immigrants make their way into Canada's larger cities, mainly Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary, perhaps Montreal, and Edmonton and Ottawa, cities like that. And then they kind of, from there, they filter out to the rest of the, the smaller cities and towns across the country. So that's uh, that's where we're headed. And um, yeah, look for this. Like I said, 100%, this will result in additional demand for real estate, in my opinion. Not too much to speak of this week as the uh, Bank of Canada's press release was like plastered literally all over the place last week, just like they always are whenever these releases happen. And as everyone knows, prime rate went up by a quarter point. That's 25 basis points or 0.25%. And according to the Bank of Canada, we are officially in pause mode, is what they say. We're going to pause with the rate hikes. Um, But of course, subject to conditions, which basically means if the economy continues to fire on all cylinders and employment continues to expand, then essentially all bets are off the table. That's that's what Tiff Macklin is saying. So same old, you know, we'll be listening for bad news, which will at first be perceived as good news, 
But then an economist will remind us that the good news is actually bad news because the impact it will have on inflation will lead to bad news. So clear as mud, I know. So that that's the consensus right now um, with, with that. Uh, we're on pause subject to special conditions. The Bank of Canada was the first major central bank to, to actually tighten um, and, and set that sentiment last week. So, you know, it, it is the first to announce a pause and also state that they expect inflation to fall to 3% by mid-year and 2% in 2024. So those are pretty bold projections by the Bank of Canada. Um, don't expect a rate rate hike um, on March 8th or uh, April 12th for the next scheduled announcements. Uh, now, as a result, this will lead many to believe that rates have peaked. So buyers might likely tiptoe their way back into the housing market. But of course, this is not what the Bank of Canada would like to see. But be aware, there is already a plan in place to mitigate any exuberant outcome in the real estate market, should there be one this coming spring. And and this time, rather than raising interest rates to reduce demand, which the Bank of Canada has been doing for the past eight or nine, ten months, OSFI, it's it's big cousin OSFI, which is the Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions. It's like the regulator for banks, the, the big boss. Instead, instead of raising rates, if, if you know things get heated up, they're probably going to keep rates the same, the, the way they, they're going to be trending at that time. And then OSFI is going to step in and do their bit. And uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, OSFI, the OSFI people have assembled and are discussing ways um, to make our lives miserable. Well, what I mean by that, to make mortgage qualification tougher. Some sort of announcement from them will come due in mid to late April. Mark my words. Mid to late April, maybe early May, there's going to be an announcement. OSFI is going to come and they're going to, I wouldn't say they're going to tip things upside down, but uh, they're going to make life more difficult for people who want to qualify. So from a mortgage qualification perspective, um, the levers they can potentially insert into mortgage qualification um, can easily out-impact the impact of higher interest rates. So, for example, higher interest rates result in higher qualification rates, which in turn result in lower qualification amounts. But mortgage qualification could also be manipulated by reducing the internal debt servicing thresholds in the qualification formulas. I know that sounds complicated. So as of now, Anywhere from 35 to 44% of your qualifying income is considered within acceptable approval standards. But what it's looking like is that OSFI may reduce that threshold. This will result in lower qualification amounts. So heads up on that. You know, even if rates might be headed down, don't expect mortgage qualification to get any easier. Not in the foreseeable future anyway. So if you're under, uh, wondering how this could impact you, like press pause on this podcast right now and call or text me at 604-800-9593. Uh, 
um, 604-800-9593. So yeah, um, you know what? That's my new tagline. If if you're looking to get into the market right now, if, you, if you're looking to buy a property for yourself or your family, I wouldn't wait. Um, I wouldn't wait as far as spring and onward. I, I would be on the prowl right now. Um, rates have come down. Um, supply, depending on where you live in the country, uh, in most places, in some places, it's ridiculously tight, the inventory. I would buy sooner than later. And the big wild card here, or the, the black swan, um, could be the mortgage qualification rules, which uh, are going to likely, very likely change in April or May. So heads up on that. All right, that's it for Here's What's On My Mind. Let's move on to Deals of the Week. Here's what's on my desk. This is a brief recap and description of files that I'm currently working on. Maybe some of these applications could apply to you or someone you know. And if they do, don't hesitate to call me right now. Marco Gello, 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. Here we go. Do you know anyone that is moving to Alberta? Because I do. I know many of them. I'm working on several applications of people moving to mainly Calgary and Edmonton and anywhere in between that corridor there. Um, I've been listening and hearing to people from various parts in BC and Ontario explaining their hardships and how they believe they can improve their quality of life immediately and going forward. And uh, the solution that they have in mind mostly is by moving to either Calgary or Edmonton. Um, That's been a trend I mean, you've, you've probably read about it, you're, you've heard it on the radio, seen it on the news. This is happening, and it's, uh, it's not quite as bittersweet, uh, you know, like a bittersweet type of story as you might think. Not from where I'm standing anyways, it's, it's mainly all sweet. Like there is very little, if any, bitter in the word bittersweet when it comes to this type of application. It's more like, let's go and make this happen, get me out of here. It's kind of like that kind of narrative when I'm speaking to these applicants. Um, there's a fairly large Canadian cohort uh, that is basically, you know, um, for lack of better term, like repurposing, repositioning themselves and their families uh, for a better life. And really, it's been inspiring hearing these stories of uh, what they are. Essentially, they're financial survival stories. Um because that's mainly why many of these people are doing it. People are considering their options. They're doing whatever it takes to improve their situations. And of course, I welcome these calls and really look forward to these conversations. Keep calling people. I, I want to tell you to keep call. I'm here for you to to listen to these stories and talk about how you can make this happen. So continue to call, text, or email me, 604-800-9593. And by the way, I'm uniquely built for this particular application as uh, me, like myself, my family, have moved from Calgary to Vancouver in 2011. So I got a good handle on on what it's like, uh, what it took to do that. And, and still, I maintain very strong connections in my hometown, Calgary, uh, Alberta, despite not living there and, you know, on a, on a more professional side 50 percent of my my applications my business that i still generate here in vancouver are actually from calgary still it's incredible okay i'm veering off the path here a bit um these applications are multifaceted and and they're complex but they are very approvable okay so currently on my desk i have about 15 applications one five 15 applications that i'm working on 
um, that are relocations from mainly Ontario and uh, a growing contingent from BC as well who are moving to Calgary and Edmonton. It's crazy. I've never had this type of consistent volume for this type of movement since I've been here in Vancouver since 2011. And it's always been unaffordable here. Um, so a lot of interesting and unique qualification scenarios in play for sure. Um, most of the relocations that I'm working on are fairly immediate, right? Like people want to get out right now and they require some deeper qualification strategies. Uh, it, it's not like, uh, there, there's not like a mortgage qualification program for this. So you, you kind of have to pick from various guidelines and, and make this happen. But there are also a good number of applications that I'm working on that are a work in progress, uh, you know, a more gradual move. So people like people securing the property in Calgary, let's say, before they actually move there and, you know, carrying out a, another year of work in where they're coming from before they actually make the move. And they're going to rent the property first and then move into it and, in, you know, six to 12 to 18 months later. So. If you are having that same thought and, and you and your family are strongly considering doing a major move like this, give me a call, 604-800-9593. Um, here's another one here. I just started on a <clears throat> refinance application for an applicant that secured a B mortgage. Okay, we call them B mortgages. These are mortgages that are not your conventional lenders like the big five banks in Canada or the broker lenders in Canada. These are like just below that higher interest rate, looser guideline and so on. So this applicant secured a mortgage with me two years ago, a B mortgage, and uh, the interest rate was just under 6%. It was like 5.59. Um, this one is kind of tricky as the applicant is expecting a better rate, okay, two years later, as they hopefully graduate into a traditional A mortgage. Um, but this one's going to be complicated. Uh, at the moment, it's not looking likely that they will graduate into an A lender. And, and I'm still waiting for some critical documents, some key documents from the applicant to see how things look. But from what I have so far, the income has been solid. The property value should be on solid footing um, as it's located in Edmonton. So I'm not expecting a huge lift or anything like that, but certainly not expecting a decline either. So uh, it's fairly healthy in this region where the applicant lives. But here's the zinger here. Um, the applicant still has an outstanding balance with Revenue Canada, or CRA, I still call them Revenue Canada. And uh, the, the credit score is not that great either. It's still uh, improving, it's still recovering from two years ago. So I'll be exploring this one pretty hard. I'm gonna really give the A side a good shot here, but it's gonna be tough. And, and by the way, the whole objective, like I said, with securing a B mortgage, is to have a game plan to get out of it once it comes up for renewal, in this case, two years. Usually these are one to two year term mortgages. But sometimes things don't go, don't pan out like the, the applicant expects and simply more time may be required. So with this file, the income is solid, but it is simply just the, what I say, the, the personal drama of the past that the applicant has been through. And uh, it was messy. It was very messy. Most of the financial hardship was a result of a recent divorce. And uh, from that, a result um, restructuring and rejuvenation of the business operation. Um, the applicant, you know, has pretty much survived a hurricane here. And they're, they're now in rebuild mode. So we might be looking at another one-year Band-Aid 
on this file, and by band-aid I mean another B mortgage, you know, probably renew with this lender for another year. But I really believe after that the applicant will be on solid footing going forward. So there's absolutely light at the end of the tunnel for this one. Um, like many things in life, it's you know, it's all about managing the expectation. And in this case, the the applicant needs to buy into the program. They need to buy into it for another year and they have to they have to commit to making those improvements on their end as on their end as well. So these types of scenarios, they're really hard. They're really hard on, on the people, uh, on the applicant. And, um, you know, it's critical to keep them on the right path. And, you know, I, I, I really like working on these deals because they're so gratifying. Um, one or two years later <clears throat> when you've made that, when you've made that change in, in someone's life. So I'm really looking forward to uh, a good story here. Um, hopefully now, but if not, probably in the next year. Uh, lastly, let's on my desk here. I'll leave you with a situational type of story. Um, I'm working on one particular file, but this kind of happens all the time. It's very common. And, and the way I answer to this thing that I'm going to tell you about, it, it's, it, it's the same. I'm consistent. I'm pretty much all out militant when, when these things happen. And here's what I'm talking about the verification process for down payment okay it's often the forgotten and neglected part of qualifying for a mortgage um, clients and brokers and bankers tend to focus solely on the income qualification part of qualifying for a mortgage and they kind of leave the down payment verification at the end or worse yet after your purchase has gone firm and financing conditions have been removed like that, that's the worst possible. Um, so I had a brief, brief debate. I'll call it a debate with one of my clients on this just this week. We're like, you know, two days, two or three days, I think away from financing conditions. You know, when the, when we remove the financing conditions and the deal comes, becomes firm. Right. And still, they're they're procrastinating. They're yet to provide their three months bank statements to verify their down payment for this uh, transaction. Yes, yeah, so basically procrastinating. And, and really, I I do not. I, I I'm not saying that they're hiding something from me. Not at all. It, it, they're just kind of it's in their not a big deal kind of uh, file. That that's how they're viewing this. And and I'm trying to change that mindset. You know, they're like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I'm good for the money. I'll I'll get it to you next week. And you know, I. To myself, I'm like, right, I've heard this many times before. But the reason why, and, and I, I explain this to the customer, I'm like, listen, here's what could happen. If, if I don't see those documents sooner than later, most importantly, before they release financing conditions, like I need to look at those documents. And the reason why, like, for example, you could have an undetected loan payment that didn't show up in the credit report. And if it didn't show up in the credit report, Therefore, I didn't account for it because I didn't know about it. And then it's what if it's like a $400 car payment that I was not aware of, the bank was not aware of, no one was aware of. Therefore, it wasn't accounted for in your mortgage pre-approval. And you just made an offer and you removed conditions. And then now we finally submit the down payment verification to the lender like, you know, next week. And the, the lender looks at it and it's like, oh, what's this payment to Ford? $400 and you know they contact me and then I contact the, the, the applicant and the applicant's like yeah you, I thought you knew that like we did you know you check my credit and I'm like well yeah I checked your credit but that was not in there 
for whatever reason, it your the Ford did not report this to the credit bureau. Now we're screwed. Now you have to account for that four hundred dollars a month. Now you suddenly qualify for potentially, who knows, maybe eighty thousand dollars less. Right. So there's a problem. You have to. You have to. This stuff has to be revealed at the beginning. And even if it does, it's not the end of the world. So we'll figure out a way. We'll, you know. Perhaps maybe if you if you knew earlier, we could change the outcome. We could have moved in a different direction. But here we are. We don't have any options now. So that that's one reason. Um, so, you know, or who knows? There could be other things. Maybe sometimes I'll get a down payment verification. And the customer all along is like, yeah, yeah, I got it. And then what I get for a down payment confirmation is a line of credit statement. That's borrowed funds. You can't use borrowed funds for a down payment. Not the way we qualified you anyways. You, there are programs for it, but you qualify for much less. So the down payment verification, I can't stress this enough. It is very, very critical. Don't, uh, don't procrastinate on it because um, it's a very revealing. And um, you, you can't be qualifying for a mortgage and kind of hiding something. You absolutely do not want to do that. You, you want to be forthcoming with everything from the onset. Because if there are any pain points or any challenges or hurdles, we can deal with it. There's options to make things happen and, and we can pivot and go this direction or that direction. And, and there's, there's options. But where this becomes very stressful and sometimes deal-breaking is when time is not on your side. And, and if you leave that down payment verification to the very end, I'm telling you, it's going to be drama. So don't do it. Um, and on that note, as far as documentation providing to your broker or your banker, whoever you're dealing with, whatever you do, like if you're dealing with someone right now and they gave you the go ahead to buy a house, yet they haven't really asked you for too many documents, drop what you're doing and call me. Like that. that is, you're being set up for a disaster. So like, don't like leave that person immediately because number one, they're not doing their job. They're not pre-qualifying you. They have to underwrite and they have to visually, they have to physically look at documents. You have to be sending them like pay stubs, employment letters, down payment verification. You have to give them consent to check their credit, to check your credit report. Um, otherwise you're being set up for failure. And for financial consequences, don't go there. It should be, uh, there, there's work involved, people, to qualify for mortgage. There's uh, an exchange of documents that is required, exchange of information. It's a process. So if you haven't been through a process, call me because I will put you through a process. 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. Okay, that's a wrap. Let's move on to today's headliner topic. Mortgage options for pensioners and retirees. I hope you're getting some value out of today's talk. The whole idea is to dedicate an entire episode to one specific topic. So if it's something else you are looking to learn about, simply scroll through my past episodes and skim the titles for the particular topic you are looking for. And if you can't find what you're looking for, then send me a text and I'll be sure to talk about it in the following episode. Call or text me anytime at 604-800-9593 or find me at homefinancingsolutions.ca. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. And now, back to the episode. When it comes to mortgages, senior citizens have found it particularly hard in today's elevated interest rate environment. 
especially those without prior employment-linked pension plans. But despite the challenging landscape, many viable mortgage qualification opportunities still exist for Canada's seniors. Canadian lenders continue to apply their general qualification guidelines to all applicants, despite their age and status. Although there is no officially recognized legislation or policy, there seems to be a common stance amongst all of Canada's lenders to not discriminate based on age or status. So if you're 65 or older and looking for a mortgage, listen on. Before exploring mortgage products and solutions, it is important to note that there are three distinct qualification pathways for seniors in Canada. Income-based qualification, asset-based qualification, and equity-based qualification. Here's a brief description on each qualification pathway. Number one, income-based qualification, based on fully verified income confirmation. For example, that would include pay stubs, employment letters, pension statements, personal income tax documents, and the sort. Number two, asset-based qualification. This is based on investment or bank account liquid assets, like savings and investment portfolios. A minimum asset base of around $250,000 is required for this qualification pathway. And lastly, number three, equity-based qualification. This is based solely or mostly on your property and its existing equity ratio. Together, all three qualification pathways encompass a broad spectrum of solutions to help address virtually every qualification challenge known to Canada's growing senior, retiree, or pensioner demographic. The application process for this demographic is no different than any other applicant profile. However, the critical differentiator is the availability of solutions offered. Although every financial institution has the best intentions of offering mortgage solutions for all their customers, the fact remains that not one singular bank or financial institution has all the solutions to match every applicant's unique needs. This is particularly magnified by Canada's senior, retiree, pensioner demographic as every application presents its own unique challenges. Product offerings and qualification criteria vary significantly from one lender to another. Therefore, it is critical to engage with a mortgage broker to ensure complete access to every possible senior-focused product provider available in Canada's marketplace. Call me right now at 604-800-9593 to discuss your unique requirements, or go to the link in the notes of this episode to schedule a call. Let's now talk about the outcome of these qualification pathways. Here are some mortgage solutions for Canadian pensioners and retirees. Payment Reduction Plan. A mortgage solution, this is a mortgage solution that focuses on reducing your mortgage payment. This is for applicants who are currently experiencing reduced levels of disposable income and would benefit from having lower monthly mortgage payments. This is primarily achieved by resetting an amortization schedule to the highest possible threshold, thereby yielding a lower mortgage payment. Debt Consolidation Plan. This is a substantial decrease or substantially decreases your overall monthly payment obligations by accessing your home equity to pay off existing debts. Payment-free lump sum equity takeout. 
access your home equity up to 55% of its appraised value and never make payments on the loan. Payment-free monthly income supplement. Restructure and design your home equity to fund your retirement while you still live in your home. Build your own bank. Restructure and segmentize your home equity, allowing you to allocate specific sums and financing terms for particular purposes. For example, lend money to a family member, withdraw funds for investment purposes, reserve funds for unexpected expenses, qualify for a global limit with this program, but only make payments on the running balance. All right, that's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you're in British Columbia or Alberta as I'm licensed to service these specific provinces and especially if you're from Vancouver or Calgary or Edmonton as I'm very familiar with these markets. And of course, I welcome calls and emails from all over the world for those that are in the process of or have recently relocated or immigrated to Canada from elsewhere. Call or text me at 604-800-9593 or you can get me on WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or just go ahead and link up to my website, homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thanks again for tuning in to Mortgageonomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.